Right now, though, we can cross to the UK, and uh, Aaron Hocking joins us. Uh, Aaron is from the Argyle Life podcast and website as well. All the latest Plymouth Argyle news analysis and opinions uh, coming from from there. And Aaron, uh, good morning, good evening to you. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You'd be fizzing after another win for the Argyle. 3-1 at home to Franchise FC. Uh, you'd be happy about that? Yeah, absolutely buzzing. Obviously keeps the top of the league, seven points clear. Um, brilliant way to brilliant way to kick start the new year. Now, Ben Wayne obviously is uh, well-loved by New Zealand football fans over here, Phoenix uh, football fans, our, our only professional club, and he came through their academy, scored goals for fun for, for the Phoenix in the A-League. Um, what has been the reaction to his signing from Plymouth Argyle fans? Yeah, it's been, it's been positive. It's been positive. Um, obviously, we've, we've all seen his highlights reel. Um, obviously, we're not going to claim to know everything about him just yet. Um, but it all seems positive. It seems like a step in the right direction, signing someone young, talented, um, fresh and new. It feels like a bit of a football manager signing in the, in the fact that we don't know much about him, but we, we, we already have high hopes. Uh, your manager, Stephen Schumacher, has actually said he's, he's on the look for about four players. The window's only just opened. Um, I see Harvey Nibs was on the list but had a, uh, from Cambridge, um, but his, his bid got rejected. Who else are, are they looking at? And are you just trying to cement and make sure you can extend that lead with some strikers up front to, with Ben Wayne? Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll be looking for any more strikers personally with, with Ben. Um, you know, that, that means we've got four We've got we've got another one that can that can fill in there. So that, that's five. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure we'll be looking at any more strikers. I think Harvey Lives was more of a was more of a wing option or something that can play in the ten. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure who we're looking at. To be honest, there's, there's a lot from from Norwich who's currently on loan at Stevenage, but um, in Saxon early. But um, no one. No one really making the headlines in terms of like done deals just yet. I don't know if they're, if, if we're looking to move any on at all, which which I, I doubt because our, our squads are not exactly stacked. Um, but yeah, it, it, it seems it seems positive at the moment. It's not it, it's not like us to go out and spend lots of money and bring in loads of players. So. Um, it all feels very new, very fresh. Just, yeah, oh, that's interesting, right? Because just on the money side, like um, for me, I'm not massively into the football. Ricardo is our, our expert here at ECNZ. Um, but how much financial gain is there for the team making it up to championship? Oh, huge, huge. Like, obviously, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to confess to know a lot about the A-League, but um, I can imagine... Um, you know the 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 tiers in Australian football aren't aren't as huge as ours. Like the the step up between the Championship and Premier League is absolutely huge. It's worth about 150 million. Um, the step up between League One and the Championship is, is is you know comparatively the same in the fact that it, it basically opens a whole new checkbook. Um, but also you need a whole new checkbook to stay there. So it's um it's basically like a whole new a whole new tier and a whole new challenge in itself. But in terms of financial gain, there's a lot to be made. The uh, the way that you guys are playing at the moment, you, you tend to be playing with just the one nine and then a couple sort of sitting in that 10 uh, role behind. You, you tend to rely on your width through your wing backs. So where do you see Ben Wayne yeah. fitting into the starting 11 if he, if he is going to make it the starting 11? 
Well, that, that's that's a question I think we've all been asking ourselves as well because we had we had um, we had two or three incredible options for the nine. Um, I don't know. We we tend to rotate those two. Um, those those that play in the nine also play in, in either of the ten uh, roles. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I can see him. I can see him being rotated amongst those three positions, um, whether it's behind the striker or, or the main man. Um, I don't. I don't actually envisage him getting a lot of game time this year, um, but I feel like it might be more of a, you know, his, his use his pace off the bench um, as an impact sub, which I, I know the Phoenix have done as well. Yeah, I mean, he feels like, you know, given the way you guys are tracking at the moment, that at about 70 minutes, he'd be a good option to bring on if you're ahead um, and you you sort of maybe sitting deeper and give you the opportunity to to, to counter um, because of his pace. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Um, yeah, and he, he seems like, again, you know, I'm not going to confess to know a lot about him, but judging by his highlights reel, he's, he's, he doesn't mind having a, having a pot shot from the edge of the area either, so... Um, or from distance, which is obviously what we need. So, um, yeah, it, it looks like a great addition. Did, was he unveiled today at, at Home Park ahead of the game against uh, MK Dons? Uh, I I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. I've been watching along online, um, but I can imagine so. I can imagine so. He, he was at the game uh, against Wickham uh, two days ago, three days ago. Um, he was there watching, so I assume he would have had his. A run out at least at half time around. Yeah, get get unveiled and, and shown off to the fans. So when are we likely to see him in a Plymouth kit? Do you think? Uh, it's a good it's a good question. Um, normally we have like a couple of like youth prospects on the bench. Um, I can imagine he's going to take one of their spaces. Um, we have a game uh, not till the seventh now, but I can imagine he'll be on the bench against Bolton Wanderers on the seventh, and I can imagine if it's going well, if we're if we're a couple ahead, he might get a few minutes there. Um, failing that, I think we've got we've got a, a, a few pizza cup games, um, which are like a, a like a, an EFL Cup type thing, and he might get a few runouts in. Um, but in terms of league games, I don't see why he won't get a few minutes off the bench in in, in that one or the one after, which is against Ipswich. How big? Would it be for Plymouth to get to the championship next season? I mean, it's been what ten years, twelve years since you were last there. Oh, absolutely huge! Absolutely huge. We we left the championship under a bit of a cloud in um, administration um, when we were we were almost wound up. We, you know, we fell through the football league and to the basement of League Two, and you know, the, the championship is basically our spiritual home. We were, we were there for quite some time, and you know. And that's where all the all the greatest football is, really. Um, obviously, everybody dreams about the Premier League, but it's been a dream of ours, like you said, like 10, 10 11 years to be back in the Championship, to, you know, playing against massive, back at massive grounds. It's, it's just going to be absolutely huge. But we have to take it one game at a time at the moment, not get ahead of ourselves. You know, we we were in a good position this time last year, and and we didn't we didn't even make playoffs. So, um, yeah. One step at a time, but, but a return to the championship would be absolutely brilliant. I mean, Stephen Schumacher's got you playing some pretty good football, being uh, you, you're quite successful. How uh, 
Uh, how hopeful are you of holding on to him for the rest of the season? Uh, I know you mentioned, you know, whether or not you're going to move any players on. You didn't think so because the squad's a bit skinny. But I mean, I know that uh, is it uh, your keeper, Michael Cooper's been been in some pretty good form. Probably the, the form keeper in the in, in League One. I mean, you're confident you're going to hold on to everybody. Um, yeah, conf- uh, confident in Michael Cooper. Yeah, I think he's the biggest threat to be lost in terms of um, just he's just incredible he's an incredible keeper he's, I, I, I would genuinely say the best keeper that I've seen at Bloomberg Football Club um, and an incredible talent and I can, I can see him playing Premier League football in the future uh, quite easily um, keeping hold of him will be the tough one I think, I think for Stephen Schumacher I don't see him going anytime soon you know first, first managerial job only been in it just over a year. He's top of League One. He could take Plymouth back to the Championship, have a pick of, of brilliant jobs if he wanted to, leave with credit in the bank. I, I don't see him going anytime soon. You know, there's some big clubs have been in for him or, you know, have asked about his availability and he's not gone. Could have gone to Preston, could have gone to West Brom um, and, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's stayed loyal with us. I can't see him moving on. But as for Cooper, again, I can't see anybody in the Championship or or League One that in the Championship or the Premier League paying the sort of money that we would accept um, and then using him until mm. the summer. So I think come the summer, if we if we if we've not gone up, if we've slipped out of you know into the playoffs and we don't go up, then he, uh, to be honest, he has my blessing. You know, he's an absolute talent and he's going to go all the way. But I think um, I, d- I don't see either of them going this year. Until, until the summer of this season. Well, it's nice to hear he's got your blessing, Aaron. Uh, Aaron, we have a phenomenon in New Zealand where when a team starts winning, um, everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Um, are the fans starting to jump on the bandwagon? Uh, um, in a way, in a way. Like, you know, when, when we were back in the Championship, we had we had good attendances, you know, through administration, our years at the bottom of League One and League Two, then, then our attendances fell off. Um and obviously now we're selling out. We've sold out so many times this season, um, and yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see that there's a good feel-good factor around the city and around the club, and everybody wants to come and watch Argyle. But um, yeah, there, there is an element of uh, people jumping on the bandwagon. But to be honest, if, it, if it's more money for the club, then let it let it continue because I would much rather you know a local kid or someone jumped on the, the Argyle bandwagon and put money into the club rather than uh, go and, you know, go and watch Manchester United on the TV or whatever, like, crack on, like, the more the merrier. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the, uh, in terms of the beginning of the season for you, Aaron, I'm looking at the at League One and it's a, I mean, people used to say the championship's the hardest league to get out of. I think you'd, you'd, you'd almost make that argument now for League One. You've got seven teams out of the 24 who have formerly been in the Premier League, right? So there's some big teams in there, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Barnsley, Derby County, uh, Portsmouth, for example, even Charlton Athletic, even though it's been a few years for them. Um Pre-season, what were your expectations and how much of a fairy tale is this if Plymouth get out? Uh, yeah, there's, there's some absolutely massive clubs in League One. Uh, it, it's People often, you know, I meet, I meet fans of other clubs and they just say, oh, you're League One, and uh, I don't think they realise the, the size of some of the clubs and some of the budgets. Like, you know, 
that they've got to spend in League One is absolutely huge. Um, a quick caveat, I'd say the hardest league to get out of is the National League, but I can't imagine that's covered very much in New Zealand, which is, which is fair enough. But, um, yeah, the, the, for us to get up, you know, our pre-season expectations were we have to make playoffs this year. We, 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 we ran away with the league a little bit last year hit a bumpy patch our manager went on to Preston in, in Ryan Lowe and then, then we found ourselves on the final day being beaten by MK Dons and, and, and falling out of the playoffs um, and obviously we've, we've turned that we've turned that around today beating them 3-1 but just just to just to be in the top six just to get promotion or be in the playoff push um, was was now looking at it what 25 24 games in in fact, that we're seven points clear at the top of the league, we have to go for automatic now. We have to put all our eggs in the basket and go for automatic, which I, which I think we're doing. You know, it's been rumoured we've given a six-figure sum for Ben. So, um, yeah, you know, it looks like those eggs are being put in that basket, which is good. Yeah, that is good, man. That is good. Uh, hopefully, we see you up there. Um, actually, just on there before we let you go, mate. Uh, MK Dons, obviously, you had a bit of a, uh, a score to settle with them after last season. You did that today, beat them 3-1. What's the feeling like with football fans in the UK now when it comes to playing MK Dons? I mean, I refer to them as franchise FC, uh, you know, off the top there. They they did have uh, a lot of negativity around them when they when they were effectively formed when Wimbledon was moved up to, to Milton Keynes. Does it still have that sort of feeling when they come to town? Um, not not for us, I don't think. I think for a, there's a few clubs and there's a, still a few people that hold like a resentment against them. But to be honest, I, I see them as a completely different club. Um, you know, Milton Keynes is quite a big place. Their fan bases are completely different. You know, they've, they've adopted like more of a fan base from Milton Keynes. Uh, granted, their stadium's a bit too big for them, but that's that's fine. Like, um, it's more of an, an arena anyway. They. For me, I have I have absolutely no issue with MK Dons at all. Um, to be honest, I, I I dislike Wimbledon more just because of them beating us in the playoffs, the League Two playoffs uh, at Wembley. But um, you know, it is what it is. I think I think now as, as time moves on, they, they just they just feel like a completely different club. That you know, they're, they're um, yeah. I, I've got I've got no problem with them. There, there's there's a bit of resentment in the in the football community about them and. Like, as you call them, franchise FC, but the, the MK Dons fans that I've met, which which granted is, is not very many, um, all seem nice enough. They seem to be doing their own thing. You know, they they, they tried this this possession based football over the last couple of years. Obviously, it's not not going too well this year. But um, yeah, like like I said, I've got no issue with them, but I, I understand that other people do. All right, good stuff, Aaron. Thanks very much for coming on and having a chat today, mate. We'll let you go uh, so you can uh, go and, and re-watch the game from today and enjoy that. And uh, yeah, hopefully nice. we'll catch up with you in the future after we uh, see Ben Wayne on debut. Yeah, brilliant. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be great to see what, what, what he's all about.